0: Welcome everyone, everyone online, and everyone here. We do this uh, Kishiti Garba ceremony every month. Traditionally, it's done on the 24th or the 25th of the month, and we try to come close to that. And there's a lot of history behind this ceremony. And I want to give you some of that history. It was a beautiful, a beautiful beginning to this ceremony, to hear Alexei's wonderful poem about Grandfather Fire, having returned so recently from fire-ravaged Phoenix and Talent, And for all of us, even on the East Coast, to have been affected by the smokes from the Many fires that are raging not only in the, in the U.S., but there's a world map of fires, hundreds, thousands of fires raging right now around the world. Fire can be purifying, fire can be renewing. Fire existed in this, in, on this earth, in this very area we call the state of Oregon, before it ever had a name. It was a way of renewing the forest. But now we have multiplied as human beings and created problems for fire. We can't step aside from grandfather fire and let grandfather fire take care of us. So I want to talk about a legend that can give us a clue as to the origin of Kshiti Garbha. Much of this is from the book on Jizo Bodhisattva, And I always think, I was so much older then when I wrote this book. And now I'm younger and my mind doesn't have much in it. <laughs> so much of this is from the book, if you want to know more. <laughs> so we don't know the origins of Kishiti Garbha exactly, but there is a legend that as the Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree, And he entered his last deep meditation before he was awakened. And then as his mind entered the unconditioned, he declared his enlightenment by reaching down and touching the earth. This declaration enraged Mara, who attacked the Buddha at first with a terrifying army. army. But the light radiating from this awakened being, whose... Presence was no longer obstructing that original light, shattered the weapons of the army and they fled. Then Mara challenged the Buddha and said, on whose authority do you claim enlightenment? And then the sutra says, whereupon a voice came out of the earth and a woman of great beauty emerged from the earth saying, I, the earth, I, the mother of all beings, will bear witness to his enlightenment. And Mara was struck dumb with astonishment." This woman of great beauty is probably the Hindu goddess of the earth, Prithvi, which was probably the precursor in India to the Buddhist bodhisattva we now call Kishitigarbha. Actually, as you move through the legends of the origin of Kishitigarbha in India and in China and Japan, the gender of Kishiti Garba changes. In China, there are four, in this sutra, there are four beings, two men and two women, who give rise to Kishiti Garbha. And in Japan, there are statues called nude statues of Jizo that have ambiguous genitalia, just a spiral So Kishitigarbha has all origins. But Kishitigarbha has come to have many associations with the earth, besides this original legend. As Mahayana Buddhism spread to to China, each of the bodhisattvas, the major bodhisattvas, developed an association with one of the five elements. So Kishitigarbha with the earth, And Avalokiteshvara with water. You often see Avalokiteshvara sailing on the ocean of water with dragons and fish, turtles, carrying her along. Samantabhadra, the Bodhisattva Great Activity, with fire, the activity of grandfather fire. And Manjusri, with air or space. In China, Kishiti was also designated the overlord of the lower regions of hell, deep in the earth. And in Japan, Jizo Bodhisattva is thought to descend regularly into hell to rescue the treasure buried there. What is this treasure? It is suffering human beings who, if dug out of samsara and set upon the path to liberation, will eventually become Buddhas. In Japan, Jizo also has a more literal relationship to the earth. Jizō watches over the fields from the many shrines that have been placed in rice paddies and alongside pathways. And Jizō is said to sometimes venture out at night to give secret help with planting rice. There's an annual Jizō festival in Japan to celebrate the first harvest of the fruits that emerge from the earth to nourish human life. So tonight, at the start of our ceremony, and also at the end, we recited a bit of the Sutra of the Past Vows of Earth Store Bodhisattva. This sutra is the oldest surviving sutra about Kshiti which has survived and is recited and venerated today. Kshiti is the Sanskrit name, which means Earth Womb, or Earth Treasury, or Earth Storehouse, or Mysterious Earth Storehouse. And when translated into Chinese and then into Japanese becomes in Jizo, same meaning. The Earth star Bodhisattva Sutra relates that just before his death, the Buddha ascended into heaven to preach to his mother because his mother had died soon after his birth and thus was unable to hear his dharma. And because this was the last sermon of the Buddha, hundreds of thousands of division bodies of erstor or Bodhisattva then arrive from innumerable worlds where they are working, wherever suffering exists. So you can imagine that, innumerable beings from all kinds of places in the universe and beyond, arriving, each Bodhisattva in this enlightened proud, brings flowers and incense for the Buddha, and suddenly those myriad bodies all assemble into a single body to listen to the Buddha teach. The Sutra tells us that the life of jizo Bodhisattva is not limited to human forms or origins. In order to teach and transform obstinate living beings, those words are from the Sutra that we recite at the beginning of the ceremony. Ever been one of those obstinate living beings? Ever had an obstinate mind? In order to teach and transform obstinate living beings, jizo Bodhisattva is able to divide into hundreds of thousands of millions of different bodies. The sutra says, perhaps I appear in a male body or that of a woman, or in the body of a god or a dragon, or that of a spirit or ghost. Or I may appear as mountains, forests, streams, and springs, as rivers, lakes, fountains, or wells, in order to benefit people. All of these may save beings, or I may appear in the body of a heavenly king, a Brahma king, a wheel-turning king, a layman, a king of a country, a prime minister, an official, a monk, a nun, in order to teach and rescue beings, it is not only the body of a Buddha that appears before them. After the Buddha gives his final sermon, he laments that he has been not, not been able in his lifetime to rescue all obstinate living beings from suffering. And the Buddha and and the and the Buddha's um, distress over this actually is helpful to us because if the Buddha himself could not, in his lifetime, rescue the beings who came to him, to hear him preach, then we can't have that expectation ourselves, that we will be able to cure by ourselves all ills in the world, all suffering in the world. But as the Buddha laments, Jizo Bodhisattva Kishitigarbha Bodhisattva steps forward and says, "Don't, don't worry. I will save, I will remain here to save all living beings. As we heard, no, no matter whether they have just the tiniest bit of goodness in them, a mode of dust, a drop of dew, that can be worked with so that this, this being, every being, can be brought to awakening. But this is accomplished through the division bodies of Restore Bodhisattva. How are these division bodies given birth? They're also called transformation bodies. It refers to the the thousands of millions of ways in which Earth-Store Bodhisattva transforms in order to fulfill his or her or their vow, which is to cross over all beings trapped in hellish realms. These division bodies do not exist independently. They, res- they arise, all of them arise in response to need. When someone is suffering and cries out, even silently for help, a transformation body is born because of that request. How many transformation bodies are there? As many as there are beings right now who are in distress and asking for help, that is right now, the number of transformation bodies. This has very important implications. First, if we are in need of spiritual help, we should ask for it. Our asking is the cause for the arising of division bodies. If we don't ask, not only are we stuck in our own pride, but we are blocking the arising of bodhisattvas like Jizo, We have all had the experience of being transformed by becoming aware of someone's vulnerability and suffering. We're often not aware of their plight until they ask for help. Consider this difference is if a friend or a partner snaps, Would you get off that computer? You never do a lick of housework around here. We might be transformed ourselves, but not into a bodhisattva, into a demon. If they say instead, my mother just called and said she's coming over and the house is a mess, would you please help me? We might transform into a bodhisattva. When we attack someone, we risk creating demon bodies. When we attack someone, and this has so many implications for Portland and beyond, when we attack someone, we risk creating demon bodies. When we ask for help, we can give birth to the heart and mind of a bodhisattva in someone else. We are the very cause for the creation of bodhisattvas and their offerings of incense and flowers and also fruit and soup and cookies and pulled up weeds and clean floors. This is an aspect of sangha the co-creation of enlightened beings. Perhaps we're practicing ourselves with the idea that we would like to be a bodhisattva. However, if we only practice by ourselves, we're blocking our own transformation into bodhisattvas. This is because we're keeping ourselves isolated from those who might ask for our help in ways that might be difficult. Also, we're blocking the transformation of others who could respond to us with compassion if we were willing to be vulnerable to ask for and and accept help from the Sangha. Sangha means not to hoard our spiritual practice, Sangha means the human being bodies, the raw material out of which bodhisattvas are created. The needs of those Sangha bodies are the means by which this creation of bodhisattva occurs. When we see others who enter the path and begin to ask for help and then begin to enjoy the fruits of practice, our hearts should open with happiness. The path of practice bears fruit, not in isolation, but in interaction with others. This was true of the Buddha, too. At first he didn't want to teach, and then he was asked to teach. And he began to teach. The path of practice bears fruit, not in isolation, but in interactions with others. The sutras talk about lifetimes of practice together in which we appear and interact in all possible roles. We have all been or will be birthed and cared for by all other beings. We are all aspects of the one great life that continually appears and disappears according to cause and effect. What we call one lifetime is a constant flickering A constant flickering, now student, now teacher, now parent, now child. Now male, now female, now born, now dying. Everything is part of that great flickering of light and darkness. Even our awareness is not continuous. It too is impermanent. People often think that the purpose of Buddhist practice is to be completely aware at all times. This is a misapprehension. Awareness is also subject to cause and effect. We are not trying to hold on to a particular state, but to be responsive to the needs of the ever-changing moment. This is an aspect of the division bodies of Kishiti Garbha. When we can rest quietly in the huge humming dynamo of the energy of all existence, we're completely available, as Jizo Bodhisattva is, to respond to each need that comes forward. With nothing extra in the way, the response is mathematically appropriate, precisely appropriate to that need. Even after the response occurs, no traces are left. The amount of energy that is available for this kind of functioning is beyond our comprehension. So too is the mysterious precision of the response to each situation. When we have released ourselves as the center of the universe, then we are released to fulfill our function, to heal the suffering of the human world. Then each moment of our life, each moment of our life is a division body, arising in response to the need that appears before us. This is why we say emptiness. What we seek has nothing to do with any kind of permanence, security, continuity, or final state to be reached. If it did, it would become static and die. It would be conditioned. It would not then be the deathless, the unconditioned, that the Buddha spoke about. If it did become static, it could not be transformed into the myriad bodies of Earth Bodhisattva or even into our own particular body. We're familiar with this assembling of the myriad division bodies into one great body. This is literal. The assembling of myriad division bodies into one great body. Think of all the beings whose bodies you have consumed in your lifetime. The big ones that you know about. Broccoli. Chicken. Eggs. tomatoes, potatoes. But within each one of those bodies are myriad other bodies. Think of all the beings whose bodies you have consumed and turned into your body. We're also familiar with this assembling of myriad division bodies into one great body in our Zazen. This is our Zazen. When we can rest with the body still, and the mind open, all of the division bodies which we know so well in our mind assemble in one place, right here. That is who we all are, division bodies of the One. In response to our suffering, Jizo Bodhisattva transforms into many forms, a man, a woman, a god, a king, or a stream. This means that whatever we will pay attention to, that can relieve our suffering. Jizo Bodhisattva will transform into. A man who's had a difficult mother might be better able to hear the Dharma from a male teacher. A woman who is abused by her father in childhood might only be able to open to and be inspired by a woman teacher. A Vietnam veteran might distrust all Distrust all human beings after the carnage that they've seen, and find peace only in living alone in the creases and folds of the huge mountain torso and forest pelt of the Earth store, body. In any of us, a turbid, peevish state of mind can arise. Turbid, stirred up, we know that, muddied, state of mind. We can go to the sanctuary of a forest, or even a park, or even a single flower. We can breathe in the fresh air ex- exhaled by the damp earth after a rain. And the flowing streams, even in our gutters, the flowing stream transformation bodies, transformed, transforms into whatever resuscitation equipment the parts of this one body require to find relief from distress. We can ask, who has appeared to liberate us? But a more important question is, who have we been born to liberate for we are all division bodies born in response to urgent need to heal the human world. Can we be awakened enough to know that who, those who call to us, to hear their voices, to know our place of healing activity at home, in the temple, at school, in a lab, in a store, in a shop, in a factory, in a garden, or an office. For suffering has to be actively and repeatedly abandoned in every situation in which it manifests, and that starts within our own mind. It does not disappear completely in one magic instant as we sit in the meditation hall. Who have we been born to liberate? And how can we prepare ourselves for that activity? By abandoning suffering actively and repeatedly in every situation in which it manifests in our own mind. We do not want to add to the suffering of the world. Lakshay's beautiful poem talked about how after the fire Those beings who disappeared will all come back. Even now, tiny tendrils of new growth are drawn upward. Beneath the ground as it cools, towering redwoods, fireweed and bees, it will take time. Even now, seeds are opening under the scorched earth. After the great fire of the atomic bombs in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, People predicted that it would take at least 75 years for life to reemerge from the earth. It took a few weeks. When I asked Harada Roshi about vows, he said, Life is the primary vow. And eventually, of course, this earth will be destroyed. And what we call life on this earth will be destroyed, but life in some form in myriad division bodies will arise again. Fortunately, there are division bodies of Kishiti Garbha in all universes. Everything on this earth is energy It is the energy of the sun, which, because we cannot eat sunlight, is converted by Mother Earth into plants that we and other creatures can eat and then turned into countless division bodies. We can thank this earth each time we eat. We can vow with Jizo to protect the earth and all that arises from it. We cannot guarantee that we humans can reverse the effects of climate change that we humans have accelerated, but we can do our best. We are not in charge of cause and effect, but we are agents of cause and effect. How do we become the clearest and therefore the most effective agents of cause and effect? That is exactly what our practice is about. Lakshmi gave a wonderful call. Stand up now. Do your work. It's time you own this. And I think it's time that we establish the Jizo order. We've been talking about it for years, and I think this is the time that it manifests. So let's get to work on that. Thank you. We'll close with the four great Bodhisattva vows.